Hello, welcome to the Northern Monkeys football show. We are back as a four, and in theory, we should stay as a four this week. Uh, Nuttall and Odin are with us as they were last week. Thank you for joining us again, boys. It's not a problem. Hello, it's a pleasure. Uh, Wayne appears to have risen from the dead, from what I can tell. Um, I, I was here last week, technically. The amount of time I was here is irrelevant. I was here. Um, but I think, I, I think for the few minutes you were here, you weren't here. All I'm saying is kids say no to drugs. <laughs> um, yeah. Are we all right now, Wayne? I, I am. Apologise for last week. Um I'll be up for a nice. I had the uh, COVID vaccine last week and it really took me out. So say no to drugs. Also say no to the vaccine if you're an anti-vaxxer. Or, or if you're normal like everyone else, have the vaccine. You were just doing a Sheffield Wednesday from next year and getting uh, getting beaten by Oxford, weren't you? <laughs> You've planned yeah. that. You've I, really that. that. <laughs> I just come up with that. <laughs> 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 Apologies for my uh, for my lack of appearance last week. And when I was watching the show about the bits that I didn't see, I was really annoyed because there was a lot of topics I could have got involved in. Um, but no, no, my bad. I, well, I all ultimately, you'd have been wrong anyway, Wayne, so it's irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, you join us on a week where there's not a great deal to talk about. It's international football, uh, and there hasn't been a great deal of interest, interesting things happen. But we'll fill the time with England uh, seniors and under-21s to talk about, and then we'll talk about briefly the rest of Europe and see where we are. Um, starting with England, the seniors, two games at San Marino, we played two games, a 5-0 win against San Marino and a 2-0 win away at Albania. Um, Natal, it's coming home? Absolutely. There's no denying it. <laughs> I've, got a long, I've got a long rant about uh, people that, complain mm. but I'll wait until we get into it a bit so right. yeah two comfortable wins played well enough in both in my opinion uh, we can't really ask for any more seven goals no non-conceded have we even had a shot on target against us I don't think we have in them two no, games so, no. I looked at the stats for the San Marino game and they had one shot on target according to stats I don't particularly remember it but I don't remember it. that no I don't we certainly didn't have one against us in Albania game, so no. Yeah, I agree. Odd. Um, any issues with the scores? I mean, the the San Marino game we were quite wasteful, but their keeper had a good game. Other than that, what can you really complain about? Well, we're very disappointed uh, in the San Marino game that we didn't get ten to uh, to fetch my bet up. Uh, <laughs> this long-standing ten nil. <laughs> but now, now uh, we did everything. We needed to really to mm. uh, to to get through them games. We were tidy enough. Um, yeah, no problem with either performance really. You get keep people complaining. Oh, we're only five 0 against San Marino. We got to remember we did play virtually a complete second string, and we're, we're the sort that take us foot off at gas. We're, we're typical English, aren't we? We're a bit too polite in that we won't scuffle <laughs> and the humiliate teams. When it's at five and it's game over, we just passed it about for the last half an hour, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say, we didn't play full strength team. Um, we're good to see some players back in, though. I can't find line up a minute, but particularly Jesse Lingard, I thought I had a, again, it's only San Marino, but we're good to see something like him come back in and have a good game and stake claim for uh, for Euros, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't think I'd want to meet squad for Euros. Well, I'd want to meet squad, I wouldn't want to meet team for Euros. If he's in the team for Euros, then we're not playing his strongest team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's something good to have up bench because, you know, he's one of them that always plays well for England. It's just one of them, isn't it? Um, uh, Nick Popeode, on to come to you with the goalkeeping chat, he appears to have cemented his place as England's number two, which probably means he's going to be England's number one going into the Euros. He has kept six clean sheets in a row for England now. Um, Again, it's difficult to judge him because he hasn't done it, has he? No, oh, he's not had a lot to do, but I'd, I'd, I've always thought Pope is an all-round safer keeper than yeah, mm. Pick, uh, Look, I know Pickford's he's not really let England down at any point, but mm. I just think you've always... And as a defender and all, I imagine it's like if you know 
keeper's got a potential bollock drop in him, mm. then it, it might be a bit unnerving. But yeah, I'm happy for Pope. He's, he's he, he, do, he does what it says on Tinder, doesn't he? he uh, he's just a big. He mix the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like. Yeah. I'd like him to be at net during Euros, just so if he saves a penalty that you know wins as a shootout, the headline can be Pope saves. There's got to be some puns in there that the journalists haven't come up with yet. What if he starts coaching the juniors? Does that mean he's going to have a? I think well, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) I'm going to go against Graham with Pope and say that the very little he had to do, I thought. He, he, look, he looked uncomfortable with ball at his feet on numerous occasions against San Marino. He looked uncomfortable. I did think that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the price you pay with him, isn't it? Uh, yeah. the, compared to Pickford. In England, not going to have that much, all right, against your better teams, but we're not going to have that much of a barrage against us net that you need to have a sensational mm. shot stop. You're better off having somebody who can play with ball because they're going to get involved more like that. Put players with balls. <laughs> no, there was a bit in the Albania game. In fact, on the game where he came out to, I think, punch clear one early in the first half, about halfway through the first half, and he looked a bit suspect. Um, but you can sort of overshadow that by the fact that they never looked like they were going to score. So it was fine for those sort of games. But if he does get the number one job in tournament, is that going to is that going to be an issue? I think if Pickford's back, Pickford plays. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. There, there was a moment I think at Albania game where he got he, he sort of ended up with ball near the corner flag, and he sort of looked lost. He didn't quite he didn't look quite sure what to do. It. He just belted it clear. It, it ended up being safe, obviously. Uh, but against better teams, that's going to cost you potentially. Anyway, uh, we've seen this season for Pope. He's not the best season for Burnley this year. If this was his first season for Burnley, it wouldn't be a conversation because he's made some mistakes. Um, but. Would you is Henderson better with his feet than Pope? I don't think any of his keepers are particularly good with no. his feet. I would say Pickford's far beyond the other two, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Um, going forward, we've got some exciting attacking players. Not all. Um, I think the Albania game was closest to our strongest eleven we've had in a, in a while. Just going from your front four, obviously Kane, Foden, uh, Sterling, and Mount. I think I've lost. I ain't got the Names up in front of me. I, I would say he were, he were he were he were probably trialing the team that he wants to play. If everybody if 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 that was the only squad he had of players, that would have been his best mm. side to play against um, Albania. Obviously, there's players to come back in. Odin will think I'm throwing bait down here. I'm not. If Henderson's fit, he, he comes in for Phillips, um, yeah. and you, you could say uh, Rashford might play. If he's if he's there, um, I don't know when place of though. Foden didn't have the best of games for, by his standards, so I don't know if he's cemented his place. But he will probably get another chance against Poland. Um, beyond that, the only the only places of contention are your fullback areas, really. I would say, um, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw or Chilwell, Walker or Trippier or <laughs> even. James, I'm not really bothered. I think they're all of a muchness between them five. Mm. Uh, so I don't think it really matters too much who plays out of them. But yeah, strong. There's a lot of people complaining on Twitter. Oh, we only beat San Marino 5 0. We only beat Albania 2 0. Albania were unbeaten in quite a few games before. They were unbeaten in five before last night. Uh, and the last big nations playing were France, who beat them 2 0 away. So it's not like we're doing anything at ordinary. Um, I know they're well done, FIFA rankings, but we all know that FIFA rankings are a load of bollocks. Um, I've been having a look through Albania's team today, and on like eight of them playing European top divisions, not mm. top European divisions, but European top divisions, uh, and three of them playing second tier of the starting eleven. If you if you take Wales, for example, who are 18th in FIFA world rankings. They had five players that don't play in top divisions. Uh, so I think that just shows you... I, I mm. was quite impressed with Albania. I thought they were pretty organised. They weren't bad. They weren't good, particularly good on ball, but I thought they were quite organised. Um, they're the sort of team that three years ago we wouldn't have broke down. 
Yeah, I agree. Look at Allardyce's first game in charge with Slovenia or Slovakia, and it, it took until 90-whatever-th minute to break them down, and that's what would normally happen. Albania made, made that second, certainly the second goal, made that slight mistake, and we England pounced on it, and we're straight away in, and it were a goal. And that, that's that's refreshing to see that we're sort of being clinical when it's really important. Against San Marino, it doesn't matter if you're clinical, because it's San Marino, you're going to get another chance. Against a team like Albania, we're not going to, shouldn't trouble us, but they have got that ability to, to trouble us, and we made it look relatively comfortable. Um, There's a couple of points. Oh. No, the, the couple of points. One, it's a COVID-affected season, so on a, you know, if it was early on in the season, we'd got a full two-week break. We've been pushing on for eight, nine, nil, possibly. We're mm. also getting towards the competition end of the season, um, both in the league and coming up to Euros, where players don't want to get injured. So they're not going to push themselves that extra, extra step uh, to get a couple of extra goals against a San Marino or an Albania. Uh, if it means they're going to miss out on the European competition in summer. Um, other thing is what Nuttall said about uh, Anderson coming back in instead of Phillips. I thought Phillips had two comfortable games without doing too much wrong, but there were two comfortable games against San Marino and Albania. Um, how many times is he going to play two holding midfielders? It, I think he will. He, does, he always plays two holding midfielders. Yeah, he will. He will, four, he will play two holding midfielders. 4-2-3-1 seems to be the, safe, the clever way to go because you can get all four attackers in that you need to get in. Ideally, you want more, but we can't fit more in realistically. Four at the back is, seems to be where they're going. You could argue... We may need three at the back against better teams, maybe an extra defender in there, but that, then where you're going to lose that extra player from. Um, I would be surprised to see us not start with two holding midfielders in, in every game. I, I suspect it's, well, it, it's, more, it's, uh, it's proved we, we, we conceded, I know again, Albania, San Marino, we conceded one shot on target in two games. Hmm. That, it, and that that is that defensive rigidity. Because every time we lost the ball, we won it back straight yeah. away. Which is why his position I suspect, we'll see, uh, I suspect we'll see more of a four-one-four-one as it gets towards tournament time. But we'll we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Abbas Bradley changed it. He's played that formation virtually since he came in, hasn't he? The one he's playing now. Yeah. He likes to play at least three up top, or or with a striker behind, striker in front of three, um, or has done. He likes to play with two wide men, as in Raheem Sterling, particularly Rashford, with Kane in front of them. The reason he's playing four-two-three-one is because he's got to fit all these players in. We got to fit Foden in, Sancho potentially. He's got to fit them in as well as having that defensive solidity. And I think it's working out. Right. You can have that defensive solidity in the four-one-four-one and have an extra attacking option, um, depending on what teams we play. And I'm not suggesting that we'll start those formations, but I think you'll see as the games go on, particularly at Euros, that it pushes more into those formations as you get more attacking players into the team. We'll, like I said, we'll wait and see. Uh, yes. Also, uh, Mitt, also, well, Declan, also, Declan Rice is still waiting for a high five. I think. <laughs> Just on Declan Rice, by the way, he has turned. He's 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 basically the rebirth of Jordan Henderson because mm. when he first came in, I I couldn't see it, but he, he's no, quickly becoming a really really good player. Yeah. I thought I I, 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 I didn't see who they did man at match so against Albania, but I would have given it Rice. Yeah, I think he. I think Rice got it. Yeah, I, I didn't see who got it, but that's who I'd have given it to. I thought he was best mm. player on pitch by this, which says something. When, uh, oh, what what we got, Wayne? Well, I'm just watching Sky Sports News, and when we got some breaking news, I was I was going to do it after you'd finished conversation. Uh, well, I was still only talking about brought, Rice playing well anyway. So, go on. since you brought it up, um, unrelated, but it's probably worth talking about. Uh, Man City have confirmed uh, Sergio Aguero is going to leave in the summer. So. Yeah, some breaking news oh. coming out of Etihad. What, what do we think about that? That's odd, because they need to replace him. He's getting on a bit. I'm not, I'm not necessarily surprised. They, they, might, they might spend something. Um, they might sign Kane in summer. You never know. That's true. He's been linked with him, yeah? Mm, he's he's not really... They might get that certain £1 million a week player that's available on a free this summer. <laughs> possibly. possibly, yeah. I fucking love to see it. Um, yeah, or Haaland. Haaland's always, if if you're going to get a strike from Europe, he's one of the names that's always top of everybody's lists. 
Uh, it's going to cost him a lot of money, though. It's going to cost him 100 million plus, isn't it, to replace him, which is. City. Uh, well, they, they, get, they get rid of financial fair play, so I suppose it doesn't matter, does it? No. Uh, yeah, Odie, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's sad, isn't it, for uh, City? I think the, it's another one of the players that they're probably a bit like company, but he's, an, he's a, been a less integral part this season. Mm. Um, his record's unbelievable for him. Um, but yeah, the, it's kind of felt like they've f- phasing him out. And uh, yeah, they'll, they will still need to go out and spend big money. Ireland, like you say. Uh, they will to progress, like you said, they've coped with Artem this year, haven't they? So mm, it's not just yeah. that they can't play with Artem. Yeah, yeah. I would agree that long term would need to replace him. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They still don't feel uh, uh, the uh, winning run they've been on this season has been unbelievable. But without Aguero, I don't think they've got the same fear factor and uh, and look like they're going to go and score five six every week like they used to. Uh, I thought you, you were. You always thought you were going to score, no matter what you thought Aguero's probably, especially in the big games, especially in those big games, you just thought he's going to score. It always got against Liverpool, for example, didn't he? Yeah. It's just one of them game changers. Or yeah, they, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll have... They're not letting him go and then thinking about who they want to get in. They'll have someone in mind and they'll probably go all out. Well, they will go all out to, to get the target, whoever's top of the list. Uh, for me, like, for it, me... For me, it's going to be either Haaland or Kane. It's got to be to replace him. Mm. You, you're about, you're about the, the third option, but that's going to be a short-term option, I would say. That's going to be Kane's 29. 20, Kane's 28, 29. 20, 27, it's 27, I think. Oh, yeah, right, I, thought I think it's nearly 28. The, the thing is with Kane, it's not necessarily the quickest. So he's got another six or seven years left in him, potentially. What about sharing meeting. him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, and from an England point of view, it'd be great to see Kane go somewhere and start winning trophies because it just gives that extra confidence and to go learn from Pep Guardiola again. It might take him to that next level. He's already one of the best strikers in the world. So from a selfish point of view, then you get Kane and Sterling playing playing with each other. Staying Kane, Sterling, and Foden all in same same eleven week in week out. That can't not be good for England. Yeah, agree. Kane, when they were asking him, asking him last night, weren't they about his future? He didn't really say that he were he was stopping at Tottenham, did he? No. If you uh, care, why would you? you? You need to be, you want to be winning trophies. If if he is one of the best strikers in the world, which I think we all agree he is, it, if he stays at Tottenham for his rest of his career, he might end up with a League Cup, or that's it. What, what else are Spurs realistically going to win? I, I agree, and he can pretty much get paid whatever he wants at City and we're getting rid of yeah. FFP, they'll pay him anything, mm. uh, upwards of 500k a week. Yeah, take, take, take the offer, I would. You can play at the yeah. top of your game, win the top titles and get the top wages without having to go somewhere stupid and get it. No-brainer, if you ask me. It can't, can't, be, can't be a loyalty thing. He's an Arsenal fan that signed for Tottenham. It can't be a loyalty thing. Yeah, I think he wants to stay in England. I think he wants to break the Premier League record, doesn't he? So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see him go PSG or all that because he wants. He's already said he wants to break the record, doesn't he? Um, anyway, um, basically back to England before we move on properly. Uh, Mason Mount already had two good games, and there's another one of them that I, I, I wasn't really a big fan of him. I'm not, I'm not completely sold on him. But again, every time he plays for England, he either scores or is important to something that good that happens on the pitch. He's like a uh, a Peter Crouch uh, kind of player. Anyway. He's just brilliant yeah. every time he puts the England shirt on. Uh, can't complain with his performances uh, these last couple of games. He's uh, he's looked good, and but he's got to look good with mm. the position he's in, with the abundance of quality we've got in the, in them positions. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think he'll be going away. He'll be going yeah. in summer. So it's why they're not disappointed to see the start either. 
No, well, he's steady in here, and I think he's one of yeah. these that obviously Lampard trusted him. I think Southgate does. I think Southgate is yeah, another one that Southgate trusts, and it's like Tuchel seems right. to as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's one of these like, all right, they're going about Grealish should be playing in place of Mount, but I, it can be explosive. It can have these moments, but I don't think he's got that consistency. Mm. In his play, I, I, I don't, I don't even know how to put it across really, because he's a, obviously a really good player, but he's just mounts a bit of a safer option, I think, than mm. Realish's. While still being a really good player, uh, I, 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 I think he'll start in, in Euros, Mount over somebody like Realish. Well, might let's have cause, a quick. Might cause national outcry for some, but I think he will. <laughs> I hope well, he does. Let's have a quick In the defence about all these people, all these managers are supporting, that's usually the sign of a good trainer. And a good trainer, mm. a good worker, is always going to stay in and around the top teams. Um, yeah. Also, we don't see him train, but that's that's the usual explanation when you're liked like that. Have that on your mm. bottom early managers, anything's possible. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Um, let's have a quick starting eleven then for the first game of the Euros uh, before we talk about the pool game briefly. Um, Wayne starts off with if you want to go through the, we'll, we'll put the back five in and then we can just discuss it. Uh, Nigel Martin, uh, yes, probably Gary Neville. I'd go at right back. Uh, is Rio still? <laughs> Rio's probably still his man. Yeah, big Lily King instead. Yeah, we'll put Leonard King in then, uh, John Terry. Um, and Ashley Cole's a primitive give. Oh, sorry, wrong gear. Right. Um, I would go for Pickford. Yeah. Um, I think, as much as I do like quite a few of the right backs playing England, I think I'd go Trippier. I think uh, it just gives us a, a couple of extra options for set pieces. Um, not that we ain't got any, but it's always good to have the extra options there. Um, a little bit controversial because I like Conor Cody. I really mm. do. I know he's not going to get in there, but I want. <laughs> I would want him playing centre back. It's just this sort of northern, hard-working. I'll do it for the fans mentality that we like to see. Um, as opposed to the soft Johnson. There's a likability about fucking Concordia, and no, I, I shouldn't say that because he played for Sheffield, but you just you kind of want him to do well. Um, Maguire and if you'd have asked me three months ago I'd have said chill well but I'm actually going to go Luke Shaw because I think he's been pretty consistent uh, this season so that would be my back five I'd, I'd put John Stones in there I, I think he's come good he's, he's going, to, going, to want, going to go on to win the title which will put him in an incredible state of confidence uh, I don't disagree I, th- I agree with Pickford I agree with all the other ones uh, not all Chilwell, Shaw, Chilwell, Shaw. I don't I'd know. I'd go Chilwell over Shaw, I think. Just, okay. again, it's a trust, trusting Shaw's mm. been in it. He has played well lately, but I think it's a trusting. I'd probably go Chilwell. I would go Maguire and Stones. And I, again, I agree with Pickford, isn't it? Uh, I'd probably go Reese James right back. <clears throat> Good. Um, yeah, Pickford in there. Right back, I'd stick to... Uh, not stick to. I, I'll go with. No, I'll go with uh, Walker. Just be uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maguire, Stones, uh, and Chilwell because Luke Shaw is a tubby little cunt. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Harsh, brother. Okay. Fair point. Uh, yeah, um, we're going to assume that we're going to assume four two three one because I think that's basically it'll certainly start with that. Um, assuming the fit, Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson, any advances on those two? Odd. Any suggestions? <laughs> Philip starts for me. Oh, have we all? On his own. Yes, four, one, four one. Yes, Fuck it, I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Odd on this one. Yeah, we've got it. You've got to go with what you've got. To, you've got to pick based on what Southgate is likely to pick, and do you believe that he's likely to go away from to all the midfielders? It's not, is it? Southgate's likely to pick. I don't think Southgate's likely to pick Conor Cody, but I would want him in the team. Yeah. 
That's what we're going for. If Odin wants to go for his one man in order in midfield, I support you all. <laughs> I, I do think we'd. Uh, I'd, I'd play. If, if it were me, I'd play 4 1 4 1 unless we were playing someone really strong uh, in, the, midf- the, in midfield and attack. The, the only mm. thing I will say is you, I think you could, against weaker opposition, play Foden as the deeper line midfielder. As one of them. As it's a more attacking option, obviously, but it it can play deep as well, can't it? Mount could play deeper, can't it as well though? You could, you could drop the mount a bit deeper if it needs to be. So Odin's playing Calvin Phillips. Yep. Fuck's sake. I don't know how we bother. Just John Joe Shelby, we yeah. Well the thing is, right, England hadn't seen the best of Calvin Phillips. And I don't think they will in that system, even though he's been tidy in them games. We, yeah, but we all do respect them to build a fucking side around Calvin Phillips for England. No, I'm not saying they will. That's why I'm saying the, the, the England won't see best of How high can Calvin Phillips go? How do you think, what, what type of team can he play for? Assuming that Leeds aren't going to league, which honestly not. Why would he look anywhere else? Why would he want to go anywhere else, like to? I, I, I don't recall getting a trophy for finishing 10th. Like say, right. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Listen, you've ne- you've never never been, you can only dream at heights we, we, we're at now. Never mind where we've been. So, oh. keep it short. <laughs> oh, excellent! I love it. it, it, it I'll, I'll, I'll love how offended he gets. <laughs> well, I'm changing my mind. I'm going with one man in holding midfield, and um, because I, I agree with Odin, um, Jordan Edison. <laughs> Fair enough. So Listen, we all agree that we're, go on. we've got we've got we in, in them three right. In all seriousness, we have got three all very much capable. Uh, in in that role, and all that uh, close to top of the game. Um, I, I, t- I tend to agree, and I, genuinely, I think that if one of those got injured, it wouldn't change what what the outcome of this tournament is. We wouldn't say, "Oh, we've, if uh, Declan Rice gets injured, we're not going to win it because of that." Because and if I know you not, to put the one in. I think not all disagrees. Yeah, I do disagree. I do. I know you think I'm just baiting, but I don't think he's on the same level as Rice and Henderson, personally. That's not me baiting you. It's just my opinion from what I've seen. I don't. I don't. He's good. And you're entitled to your wrong opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I am more. I am more not all. The way Dyer's improved is if you asked me a year ago, I'd say Dyer and Phillips out. Right, Dyer. Look, Dyer's now. You mean Rice? You mean I mean Rice. Rice. You mean Rice? Rice is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 you, Dyer <laughs> yeah. if you're comparing Calvin Phillips now to Rice a year ago, for example, I don't think there's that much to pick from him. But Rice has come on ridiculously, and Henderson's Henderson. You can't, you know, he's our strongest midfielder. So from that point of view, you, you've got to go those two. But that's assuming Rice continues. He might, he might fall off from now to end of the season, and might turn shit for summer. But I think I'm right now. I've got to go in at all on that one. Surprisingly, disappointed, uh, disappointed in you. Like. Okay. To, be, to, to be fair, this next four is the most interesting. I know. We could all have a different opinion here. Next, next five or, or five, if you if you ought to. Yeah. Uh, so four, we're going to well, we can fit them in now. You want, I suppose. But for me, Kane and Sterling are first two names on the on the on the pitch. Um, then what you know for, for me, Foden's got to come in because Foden's having an excellent end of the season. Uh, and then, then who? Rashford, Sterling, probably Rashford if he's fit. Yeah, I, I agree with those four. To be fair, yeah. Cool. I genuinely don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea. It's your decisiveness that gets you into this podcast, Well, you're missing. You got Sancho. You know you've got Grealish. You've got Mount. Sancho's done out in an England shirt. I'd be tempted to, and again, controversial because I'm a massive, massive fan of Phil Foden, but he's not had a massive amount of international experience. I'd, 
I think I'd play Mount over Foden. I'd go with the mm. same rest of them that you've said, but I think I'd go Mount. Mm. If I were to have the four-one-four-one, mine's a little bit controversial as well. It would be either Mount or I'd probably look at Ward Prowse. I'm a big fan of Ward Prowse as well. I think he's had another good season. Um, I think he's a deeper line option anyway, really, isn't he? That's not really. That's not before the four-one-four-one. Although he's, in, he's not as attacking as a Grealish or anyone like that, it just gives you that extra option, um, and that'll be my But I also think Mount could play that as well. Mm. Oh, you can't stop Calvin Phillips this far up pitch. So you're gonna start. Um, Luke Allen, <laughs> Rafinha. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Floyd, uh, link. Get, yeah, get them, get them all back together. <laughs> um, uh, on wings. Rashford and Sterling, uh, and in centre, Foden. I pro, I go Grealish. Okay, didn't see that coming. And Kane obviously in front of him. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Got potential to mix things up there and all. I think he'll use Grealish as an impact, an impact player. Potentially yeah. come on and win his win his game, uh, any game. I hope he does. If he comes on, wins, wins yeah, his I hope final. He does, yeah, but no problem, no problem with doing that. I don't. I hope he don't come full stop. Just before we move on, you're making your own joke, Alexa. Before we move on, it's worth mentioning that because of all these people that are complaining, like fuck. Why are we playing to all the midfielders? Why are we so negative? We've got a brilliant group of players, Southgate's all in this black, blah, blah, blah. The people are talking bollocks all over the internet. Uh, none of the other big nations have picked up six points from the mm. first games, apart from Italy and Germany. And that's and and the one and, and even the ones of like Spain, they they scored in the ninety third minute to beat Georgia. France have drawn with Ukraine. <laughs> Belgium have drawn with Czech Republic. But, People are dropping points. I think it's again Wayne says that COVID affected season. It probably is having an effect on how, how these results have gone. But the fact that we're mm. still comfortably winning mm. is testament to how well we are being managed. Yeah, it's these people that like to have a whinge about. So every club's got them, and when it comes to England, that because every every domestic club's got them, that means they all fucking congregate for, for England. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. What, what, I, I don't understand what you could possibly co- complain about in England right now. We've got we're probably third favourites for the tournament. I mean, you could third or fourth, something like that. What, that's the best position we've been in for a major tournament in my lifetime. I can't remember has ever been this high. This, this, this is the best chance, the best side in in, in our lifetime. I'm sure. It, I know Easily. we had a good side in 2006, but. Uh, they never really felt like they were going to reach the highest, yeah. did they? Yeah, no. they were better. Well, obviously, other, they, were other, they? they were other good. Yeah, exactly. They were other good. They were good individuals, but they were other good teams at the time as well. But I feel like mm. now we are the best. You've got France. They've got good players on paper. You've got Belgium. I think they're coming towards the end of the time anyway because they're, mm. they're, they're a bit of an aging squad. Uh, the only other side I think that looked like anything on paper is Portugal. They look all right on paper. Um, mm. And you can never write but them off other, Ronaldo. Yeah, but your other big nations, your Germany, Spain, France have always got the ability to fuck up anyway. Uh, and Belgium, a bit like we have been historically perennial failures, really. They should do better than they do. So I don't think they've got anybody to fear. And the fact we're playing all those group games and the semi-final and the final at Wembley, a place where we very, very rarely lose, yeah. we've got a great chance. When you look at France, they won World Cup last time out, which if you look at France's history, that means they're going to do something fucking stupid in this tournament and just go yeah. out in the first round or something. That's how France work, isn't it? Yeah. I will say we've not got an easy an easy group. It's not an easy passage, I don't think, really. Um, uh, Czech Republic, Scotland and Croatia. Croatia aren't the beast they were. I will no. say that in 2018. They've, they've lost a silly amount of games on trot until the other night. Um Czech Republic are all right, they're not too, but they beat us actually in Nations League. I'm not dreaming that. No. 
Them so. with Denmark to beat us, weren't they? Denmark, um, yeah. yeah, but I don't, I don't, they're all right, Czech Republic, and obviously Scotland. Mm. A, although the shite, there's the potential because it's Scotland, but it's not. It's not been an easy passage, but. Sure, I thought they did beat us in qualifiers for World Cup. Yeah, I thought I thought they'd beat us at some stage. Yeah, we, we beat them five 0 at home and then lost away to them. But we're at home, so that's that's a must, that's key for me. Who knows what happened? We might play more games at Wembley, depending yeah. on what might happen between now and the summer. So fingers crossed on that. Um, any final touches on England before we move on to the under twenty ones again, very briefly? It's coming home. It's coming home. Win. Yep. Say it. I want it to come home, and I just don't see it happening. Miserable. Girl, it's, coming it's coming it's coming home. Coming home, That's what I wanted, Um What is not coming home is probably the under twenty ones European Championships. Um, England. We talk about England having a fantastically exciting bunch of senior players, but uh, you know some good youngsters coming through. Uh, England gone to the under 21s and lost 1 0 to Switzerland and 2 0 to Portugal. Um, I don't really understand. I, I, I watched most of the Portugal game and it was very, 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 very poor. We, we talked talk about this before we started recording. The, uh, the starting 11 from last on from Sunday night, it left out Max Aarons, Todd Cantwell, Curtis Jones, Eze, and Dwight McNeil. Now, other than Aarons and, and Cantwell, you could argue are good enough for the Premier League. The other ones are Premier League players. Uh, it's baffling, Wayne, that these players aren't playing these supposedly big games. I wonder if um, there's been sort of some direction from above that's telling them to not pick those players because that would be the only reason he wouldn't be picking them. Mm. Either that or, I mean, I've never thought I'd say this, but maybe Eddie Boothra is incompetent. Well, hang on. Maybe. <laughs> That's, well, that's the only explanation, isn't it? Let's, let's be fair. Unless you're getting pressure from someone saying not to play these people, I don't want them injured, you don't put running, whatever it might be, there would be generally no other explanation. And Cantwell doesn't play in the Premier League, just for the record. No, no I, I say, I mean, Aaron's don't play in the Premier League. I said that they could, they, you are arguably good enough to play in the Premier League. Sorry about me, me, me road bike infestation outside. I did report it's weighing on Friday night. What do you mean to do about it? Do you want some fucking Piss poor. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, Eddie Boothroyd, I'm not convinced. I do question England's uh, youth setup in terms of bringing what's Eddie Boothroyd done to earn the under 21s manager job? Not all. Or does it matter in under 21s? The one thing I will say is, what did Gareth Southgate do to deserve a chance of being under 21s manager? But he did go in and do a good job, and he's subsequently yes. doing a good job as under as as, as senior manager. Um, they ought to just cut cut the cloth with uh, Eddie Bullfroyd because it's the continue. It's not just like it's just this tournament, is it? They've continually failed over no. the last couple of years under 21s, and 12, 18 months ago they had half at first team playing for them, and they still lost. They still got knocked mm. out in group stages at last tournament they played. So, yeah, I think it's just a failure of, of, of management at that level, really. But it doesn't seem to be affecting what the effect of whatever. The, the, the priority is making sure that the players are getting into a position to come in through to seniors, which is which is happening. Mm. Is that happening at detriment to 21s? Don't know. If that is the case... Oh! If that is the case... Uh, I'm not bothered, really. Well, <laughs> like the the twenty the twenty ones can. Well, I know I can. No, 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 not at all. Can you ask your wife to stop playing a remote control car through your kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if 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 the twenty ones are failing because of the success of the senior team, then does anybody really care? No, but I would probably suggest it's uh, management failure at that level that means they're so crap. Hmm. The under twenty ones are looking. I looked earlier at the sort of percentage wins in qualification for under twenty ones compared to the senior team, and wins percentage for the major for qualifying and the major tournament is very similar. Uh, under twenty ones win sixty nine percent of games, whereas the seniors win sixty seven percent of games in qualifying in a tournament. Uh, Euros thirty four percent win ratio for the under twenty ones thirty two percent wins for the senior team, which is pretty low actually. I was surprised how low that were for the senior team. Um, Ode, thought I know. I know you were. Tell us your thoughts on Eddie Boothroyd first, and then tell us about under twenty ones. Well, what's what's he done? Like 
like Nuttall said, what's he done to deserve that job? He's got Watford promoted in 2006 when uh, the beaters in playoff final. Other than that, what's he done? And let's be right, Mike Bassett had got uh, Watford promoted that year. Uh, yeah, I don't understand what kind of route we're going down with him. I mean, like, with Southgate, he were kind of being groomed for England job, weren't he? Mm. Eddie Boothroy is never going to manage England, nor is he going to learn and change his ways on on developing uh, players. It's probably too long in tooth for changing and, and for playing our England play now in the Southgate. That's the thing I can't understand. We Boothroy is not somebody you associate with good football either. Is it? If, if you, no. if you like to know what he's done, he earned this role by uh, managing Watford. Uh, he then got sacked from Colchester. Uh, he then got sacked from Coventry, and then he got sacked from Northampton Town when they were bottom of the uh, professional pyramid of English football. And then he got the under twenties job. Um, so I yeah, say, I was saying, did he get under twenties? Yeah, took him on under twenties World Cup. Um, I don't was, know how he did on with that. I would just remember watching the Toulon tournament a couple of years ago and England won that. And that was England's, I think we were classes under 20s, but we were basically playing under 18s, weren't we? Uh, mm. That Toulon tournament. And I remember being in charge for that. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe we should be putting. Didn't the under 20s win it? Really? Did he not win under 20s World Cup with them? Yeah, no, he, he, he wasn't in charge of them then. But, but that's the thing, what we should be doing is we should be appointing really poor League One and League Two majors to England roles. So, sack Eddie Boothroyd, getting Simon mm. Grayson. You, you know that doesn't what, count though. <laughs> you know, right, Neil Redfern, mm. he's, in, he's in charge of Sheffield United women's team now. He's more qualified uh, as, a, as a manager than Eddie Boothroyd. It's because he's done all youth work. He, he, he built his way up there, Redfern, to do a youth youth manager's job. And he did, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, let do the same. We, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, you know where I'm coming from, though. It's like, yeah. uh, ah. you, could, you could reel off a, a shitload of names that mm. are probably better qualified. I wonder how important under twenty ones is because if you're good enough, you've got to be. You can be up to twenty three to qualify for under twenty ones. If you've got a twenty three year old and you're not in England squad, there's a reasonable chance, percentage wise, you're not going to get into England squad because you, if you were good, if you'd be in by then, does that make sense? You know, what, like James Milner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's part of the problem is that if you're playing in the under twenty ones, then you, you're either playing at the top of your game, which you should be at twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Or you're not quite there, and maybe that's the difference between playing England's 18s, 19s, 20s when they are quite hungry to win because they're mm. not playing first team football to the point where they get to under 21s, realise that they're not going to get picked for Euros this summer, and think, well, what's the point? I'll have a summer off instead mm. because there's oh. always a chance of getting picked next winter. But uh, well, well, well just sort of sort of uh, backs your point up really. That I'm, I'm just on that under. 20s World Cup winning squad from 2017, so four years ago, you would probably expect most of them to have made the made the move now into mm. senior set. I, uh, the I only, highly doubt there's anyone in there that's actually a big time player these days. Uh, the but, only people in the squad are Henderson, Dean Henderson and Dominic Calvert Lewin. None of the others play for England. Wow. Yeah, so I remember Brooks, Brooks, who was now at Bournemouth, he were in that squad, weren't he? George was no. in the squad. As well, no. shouldn't he? Oh, sorry, I thought we were looking at the Toulon. All right, never mind. No, no, looking at the under 20 World Cup winners. <clears throat> the only other ones that have even had call ups are um, Tamori. Did, has Lewis Cook had mm. a full call up? I can't remember. I think he had a cap, I think, can not he? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and that's it. That's it. The rest of them are just nowhere. Brooks definitely played for England in that two-on tournament. I remember. Yeah, that. he did. He did in the two-on tournament. And then went to Wales. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, Border England talk at England now. Still international footballs. Like Nuttall's mentioned, there were some interesting results. Um, the big result though was Republic of <laughs> Ireland. Um, yeah. Luxembourg have 
one of their biggest results in the history. They did draw with France in the lead up to 2018 World Cup, which is which was obviously a great result. But to win um, is fantastic. Odd. Uh, it's just it's sort of a good story, uh, and also we can laugh at Ireland. Yeah. Uh, the, the the side I was looking through before we came on and the side that Ireland's got and what they started with last night majority of them uh, a championship ability mm. players uh, and, uh, and some of them obviously playing Premier League but it's a weird one isn't it it's a weird one that one uh, I know we had a tweet earlier didn't we from uh, someone saying it's been in making for years. Has it? Uh, something like that. They've always been kind of average that last, as far back as I can remember. Well, last 10 years, I'd say, at least. Mm. They always had a couple of really good players in there. A couple, a mm. couple of them. And like you said, mentioned, I don't even know Keeper Bazanu. is Ireland's mm. keeper I've never heard of. Uh, Josh Cullen in midfield, I've never heard of. Um, mm. Jason Knight, is Jason Knight one at Derby? Yeah. I've heard of Josh oh, Cullen and all. I feel like he's in championship. Uh, Dara O'Shea is a centre-back, and again, I'm, I, don't, I don't recall that name either. Um, mm. It sounds like a, a regen sort of name, <laughs> Dara O'Shea. No, bizarre yeah. Josh Cullen plays for Anderlecht. Oh. Odd. Mm. Uh, Darryl actually plays to West Brom, but doesn't doesn't appear to play very much. Uh, it's on loan. Yeah, we don't play very much anyway. Uh, so yeah, comedy, comedy result for me. I, I enjoyed uh, the result. Uh, Wayne, thoughts on it? Is is that the worst result by a, by a, what we'll call home nations team um, that we've had in our lifetime? I'd suggest that England losing to Northern Ireland could have been worse. Luxembourg. Yes. Northern Ireland were low down rankings at the time we lost to them. That, that was the yeah. first win for Luxembourg since Vin Fleetermouth scored to beat Turkey 2 0 and put England <laughs> into the World Cup in Brazil. <laughs> okay. Um, what I will say about Luxembourg, they have massively improved. I said they got they got a draw against France. They're not the mugs that they used to be. They've got, I think, they're mostly professional. Um, uh, yeah, they are, they're still they're a probably been recru- They've probably been recruiting French players, haven't they? That aren't Probably. quite good enough. It's like yeah. Jamaica. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it begs the question, but a lot of people mention about San Marino. Should San Marino be in the major to major qualifying round? We talked about this the other day, not all. Uh, Luxembourg are an example of keeping them in, and they can pick up some results. The thing is, well, yeah, the, the, the suppose are close to Italy. It's the thing is with Luxembourg, it's within a country, in it, it's within France. Mm. Whereas San Marino's a separate place, in it, is it, or is it within Italy? I don't fucking know where it is. I'm saying mm. that. I said that is it an island, not either Italy. No, no, no. it's not Ireland. No. No. Oh, is it, it is within it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. And yeah, don't see any reason why they couldn't do it as well. <laughs> But do, do Luxembourg have a second-hand car salesman playing for him? Possible. I can search Luxembourg um, jobs if you like. There's oh. going to be a lot of jobs in Luxembourg for a tax haven. <laughs> same, same as Luxembourg. Yeah. yeah, not all. Can you Google San Marino beach holidays for me and just see what it comes up with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if you, would you like to know that San Marino's uh, biggest defeats? Um... They've lost 9-0 against Germany, something like that. Uh, no, 9-0 against England in 1960, 9-0 against England in 1982, and they also lost to Adolf Hitler's Germany in 1936. Um, nice. so I, I saw Did they get 9? Because 9. <laughs> 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 I can't believe two episodes of going to have the same name. <laughs> <laughs> It's not very often this happens, but I personally like to apologise for these three's incompetence. And, Fine! Uh, uh, I, I don't know what's going on in this episode. It's not only me that ruins it. It's not this time. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know whether you, what you're talking about incompetence or Wayne. Uh, unprofessional, this Lexa. <laughs> I've got the wrong name. I've not even mentioned my penis on this show, and you're ruining it already. 
already. We're forty nine minutes in. Anyway, hats off to Luxembourg. Um, well done. Uh, Wayne, uh, we've got a bit of time. Have you got no Premier League fantasy football update this week? Uh, you got Super Six though update, I think. I can give us a Super Six update actually. I, uh, I forgot. To I checked the it. table earlier, and uh, there's only two of you that's interesting. Yeah, um, well, like you say, obviously no fantasy football this week. Unless there is, and I'm just not paying attention. I don't know. Hopefully, it could be possible. Um, but let's see. Uh, Northern Monkeys this week. Uh, top Danny Archer. He's got something right for once. Who saw that coming? Definitely not me. Um, Nuttall, fifth this week. Ten points. Well done. Uh, and I was six with nine. Like I said, I definitely remember there being a nil-nil. Well done. Seven points, ninth place. Foden, six points, eleventh place. All relatively respectable this week without being in any way good. Um, but yeah, uh, we might as well do for the month. Since uh, since we're end at month, uh, is that because you're top? top? Yes. Bellend. <laughs> um, but season, uh, Alan Stevenson still top, only 19 points clear of Craig Holland in second. Uh, Alan Stevenson 360 points, Craig Holland at 341. Uh, not all. I've gone back above you. I'm nine. You were back. You were above me last time we spoke on this. Mm. Were I? Oh, sorry. I, yeah. uh, you must have been. So you see, he beat you yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah, I've caught back up last two weeks. There's only about two points in it now. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, talk- I'm talking bollocks. I'm ahead of you. I'm just winding you up. Um, yeah, so I'm ahead of you in ninth, 314. You're a point behind in 11th. Odiod, uh, 21st. Drop out of I think. No, no, I've been 21st for the last about 10 years. <laughs> Actually, it's a good point because between 20th and 22nd, there's... 55 points, so yeah, you probably have. I'm just making this up as go along. Um, and I'm unprofessional. Like I say, I'm doing a serious reporting here, all right? Like I say, where's like I say? Like I say, like I say. <laughs> like to your second bottom. Well done, mate. I'm closing on third bottom, though. Well, you're only two points behind third bottom. Um, you but then you're uh, 25 points. 26 points behind fourth bottom. So you, you're going to have to do something here, mate. Bottom three, actually get, bottom three actually get relegated to Northern oh, yeah. Monkeys 2. Um, yeah, so so, meddling again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Al Stevenson top. Well, he's getting really tight. You could end that season. Craig on closing in on him. He's in 19 points. points. Big, it's a big lead at this stage. Yeah. yeah that's only really... Three weeks I can chain around. That's three bad weeks, one and three good weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's only eight. There are only eight full fixture list fixture weekends left. Yeah. Yeah, but let's say one good week for Craig and one bad week for him, and that's it. They're pretty much neck and neck then. Three yeah. average weeks of swing will probably put it pretty close. You're making it exciting, but I don't think it is. No. I'm trying to put some excitement into this show, like I say. Cool. That's all I've got. No. Okay. Um, we've got a little bit of time, Wayne. You've done a little bit of research. Wayne's word was meant to be coming out every week uh, last September. Uh, I think there's been about two, two issues. I've, I've released four. Uh, now. Four? Uh, wow. Uh, and the last Wayne's word I've been working on since November. <laughs> yeah, that's the level you get um, in Northern Monkeys. Um, you've done a, you're going to do an audio Wayne's word this week, aren't you, Wayne? I am. And to be fair, it's not quite a Wayne's word because it was actually suggested no, by him above me at the moment. So, Nuttall brought this up about two weeks ago, I think. Mm. Um, so, I'll throw it out to you. Since uh, the turn, so since 2000, how many teams have won La Liga? Any ideas? Five. Five, I'd say five, I think. Five? Mm. Can, you, can you name them? Real, Barcelona, Barcelona Atletico. Atletico. I'd say Valencia and Deportivo. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Well, it's almost like we've pre-planned this in some way. Good knowledge. Yeah. I, was, I was impressed, yeah. Um, so, four of those teams, Real, Barca, Atletico, Valencia, still up there, still competing in the league. Valencia slightly less so for recent years, but still competing. Deportivo, on the other hand. What happened to Deportivo? This is 2000. They won the La Liga for the... I think it's like the Third or fourth time in their history. 
2004, we were still playing at Champions League, actually got um, knocked out in the semi-final by Jose Mourinho's Porto. But since then, he has gone a bit tits up for him. They actually, uh, turn, at cent- uh, turn of um, 2010, became the West Brom of our Liga. So the actual stats are relegated in 2011, promoted in 2012, relegated in 2013, promoted in 2014. We're just basically taking the piss. Uh, eventually relegated uh, in 2018, uh, and then relegated again last season to Liga Segunda B. So the, at the moment, they're in the third tier of Spanish football. Um, and if you think in England that the only team who's won the Premier League, which is the top fight in the last 30 years, uh, that's no longer in the top five is uh, Blackburn, who are in the second tier. Uh, Deadpool team are actually down in the third tier. But it could get even worse for them. So at the minute, the way the Segunda B is set out, the Spanish third tier, there's six divisions based regionally. Um, but from next season, the change in it, they put it into two regional divisions and then dropping the other teams down to what will be the fourth tier. Um, and Deportivo missed out on getting to the playoffs for promotion to the third tier, to stay in the third tier. Uh, missed out by a point. They actually finished behind their local rival, Celta Vigo's reserve team. That's how bad it was. <laughs> um, and because of that, they've now got to go into a playoff to try and stay in the third tier. Uh, they're going to a three-team playoff. They need to finish in the top two to stay in the third tier. The team that finishes third drops down to what will effectively be the fourth division. And imagine ma- imagine a Premier League winner playing in League Two. And that's pretty much where you're at with Deportivo at the moment. Um, and it's just it's like it's like Leicester. It's like saying Leicester because obviously Leicester won had a couple of Champions League forays. It's mm. like saying that by twenty twenty five they'll be in League Two. It's absolute absolute madness. And they've had some pretty cool, pretty decent players over the years. Back in nineteen nineties when they sort of revamped Deportivo um, under the well, you know, like the Spanish love a name for a, a style of football like the Galacticos at Real and the tiki-taka generation at Barca. They had the, what they call the super depot generation. So they had players like Rivaldo, um, Solisi Ikanovic, Nuno, Espirito Santo, a few other decent players in there. Uh, Bebeto, the former Brazilian international. All managed under John Toshak. Famous uh, in Deportivo for saying in a press conference that he needed more bastards in his team. And then was forced to resign, well, sacked, Resigned, was not too sure which one it was, um, because the chance were, fans were chanting bastard at him during games. So, <laughs> really came back to bite him on the um, Rivaldo, they signed for about seven million, um, the equivalent of seven million, and sold him for the best part of thirty million. Quite a bit of business, but they've just financial mismanagement, sticking uh, going for the wrong players over the years have really gone downhill. And to imagine a team like Deportivo playing in the fourth tier is so it's, a, it's a little bit sad to be honest. I mean, Odin, did, didn't you all play them in early 2000s in Champions League? Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it just shows you how fast things can turn in football. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a similar story to ours, but yeah. But it's got league winning it. You what? <laughs> I said, but it's got a league winning it. Yeah, as did. I feel like this sombre topic has been taken out of my hands somewhat. <laughs> Odin looked like he was uh, doing his jaw again for another massive bite. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it, it is uh, unfortunately, uh, well... Is it unfortunate? Probably not, in, in terms of a neutral audience. I like how uh, you go to, to Odin for sympathy. To see, you ex- did you really expect any sympathy from Odin? <laughs> well, financial oh. mismanagement. Get, yeah. Well, it's, it happens. Well, you, you'll have people that have well. People have done it with financial mismanagement in England. Look at Portsmouth, look at Wigan, FA mm. Cup winners. They weren't sustained, though. That's the only thing I'll say. They, it's not like they were a sustained top club Deportivo growing up were at one of the big clubs in Spain. Mm-hmm. 
And also, though, bear in mind that the Spanish fourth tier is not like the Spanish English fourth tier. Our English league system is much better than any other league system in the world. So I suspect that that's why Wayne, you've seen, you know much more about Spanish football than me. But what what level will you say their fourth tier is at with the little knowledge you have? It's. I don't think you could compare their fourth tier though with Tercera division to any professional leagues in England. Mm. I think the way to probably um, justify it or put it on a standard would be probably under 23s football mm. because there's, there's no excitement to it. There's some decent individual players and you don't, you're not going to look at something in their fourth division and think, oh, it was quality that. It, it's all it's just developing players even when they're 30 odd years old. Um, so you, you can't even compare it to National League, National League North-South because there's a level of... Uh, Stamina, excitement, you know, pace to the game. There just isn't in the fourth tier. Why? 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 Because they're not. Because Are the teams just like organised, lucky, lucky men that play play each other on beaches and that? Is that I what Deportivo have been reduced to? Not hundred percent certain we can use the term lucky, lucky men, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> We no the, the equivalent of fourth tier is playing in front of I don't know fifty to hundred fans, which would be in England our tenth tier, ninth tenth tier. Um, so it just shows as many as that on Sunday morning. Yeah, it, it shows <laughs> the level of money in the fourth tier in Spain. The third tier in Spain, you're looking at crowds of, on average, around seven to eight hundred. If you compare that to League Two. Or even like National League, where I think I would tell you National League is about 1,500, 1,500. Mm. So, you, as you can probably imagine, the money's not there. So, the standard's not there. If they can't play in you know, the second division in Spain, they'll move to a different country where there'll be more money or, or a chance to play top football. Is that because they brought in um, B teams? Well, <laughs> as part of uh, from next season, oh, I like that. I like, I like, I like that. <laughs> from next season, they've reshuffled the league, so they've had a, a restructuring, which I'm all in favour of. Obviously, uh, obviously. From they can't promote B teams to the second division unless they're obviously top teams in the first division. Um, but there's, I think there's something like there's only so many B teams that can go up each year. Uh, it's, it's just just overcomplicating it, Wayne, aren't they? Yeah, unnecessary. Just do away with them. Correct. Everyone, everyone likes legal restructuring. Just look at Belgium and Holland. Yeah, Wayne, you went with us last week. Do you want to give your brief, brief thoughts on that restructuring of Belgium and Holland um, before we finish? Like we talked uh, yeah. about last week. Yeah, it's it's a really good idea that the footballing cultures in the country are very similar. Um and if you look at the financial packages for the Triple A League and the Eredivisie, they are tiny in comparison to, say, the Championship um, TV rights package. So merging them together is a brilliant idea. I also suspect there's some influence from other countries, particularly in England, where they want certain players that aren't that haven't got EU passports who are playing in Belgium because they have more relaxed laws on uh, citizenship that they want them to be playing at a better standard so I suspect there's some pressure from teams who have, who have got feed clubs from Premier League talking about uh, Chelsea Man U uh, Leicester a few other clubs like that that they want them to be playing at a better standard so I suspect there's outside influence in it but I think the decision is the correct decision for everyone involved the RNWC has gone down all massively over the last 20 years and Introducing new teams and livening up a bit is probably the, the kick it needs. Okay. I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Celtic uh, Rangers, welcome to the Football League. Are they, are they going to play in Belgium as well? Yeah, why not? Okay. Do it. Uh, anything else anybody else wants to mention before we, t- before we fuck off? That's no. all I got. Fantastic. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Please subscribe to the YouTube and iTunes and follow us on Spotify. Oh, it's, it's you are. Yeah. Click the monkey if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Touch the monkey. Touch the monkey. Touch the monkey. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know when we'll be back next week, yes. but it's Easter weekend. We suspect we'll wait for Oh, sorry, the... sorry, sorry. I have just got to stop us here. We didn't... It was predictions for Poland. 
Uh, I ain't got a pen and paper to write it down on. Well, uh, go on then. 3 0. <laughs> There's no Lewandowski, is there, for Poland? No Lewandowski. 3 0. 3 0 England. Oh, dude. I'm going to go 3 1. Okay. Bear, bear in mind, none of us got it right last time. We all went 8 0, 9 0, and 10 0 for San Marino, and at least 3 0 for Albania game. So, win? Uh, 1 0. 1 0 England. Fair enough. I'll go 2 0 to be uh, to be awkward. Uh, I think we'll win. Lewandowski misses a massive one for them. And if we win, it puts us in massive control group as well. Bear in Poland drew their first game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you all. We'll be back next week at some point. Bear in mind the Bank of the Games going to do. It might be a day or two later than normal, but I'm sure you'll be fine without us for a day or two. Um, at all, it's been a lovely and a fantastic pleasure to see you today. I'm going to sign us out with a song. Okay, I'll come back to them. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Enjoyed it. Wayne, uh, these Wayne words need to, you know, sort your life out, yeah? Touch the monkey. Touch the monkey. Everyone, touch the monkey. Just for everyone that's listening, Wayne does refer to himself as the monkey. <laughs> Caress the monkey. <laughs> and apparently Nuttall is going to sing us out with a song. Please make it something we can use. Yeah, I wanted something we can all join in with just to hit back at the haters. Looking back on where we first met, <laughs> I cannot escape <laughs> and I cannot forget. <laughs> Southgate, so you're the one. You <laughs> still turn me on. <laughs> Football's coming home again. again. Why are we only ones here at all? Why I don't know. Good night. Good night, and please do not have nightmares. <laughs> I think if we win the Euros, Wayne should do a special music video singing that song. In the myth. In the dell. <laughs> I think you should do it with a uh, uh, face mask with Jack Grealish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your hair in plaits. It's been lovely, guys. And we'll see you all uh, next week. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs>